Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for downloading the free and ad-supported version of Cubs Pod, which is actually three daily Cubs podcasts smashed into one episode. But Cubs Pod is actually a daily Cubs podcast, which is released every single day during the Cubs season on our Patreon page, completely ad-free at patreon.com slash sunranto. In fact, you'll get all Sunranto shows early and ad-free on our private premium RSS feed. Plus, you'll get access to our private Discord group where we host game watches and Cubs fan chats with the Super Ranters. Join us for as little as $1 at patreon.com slash sunranto. Please support independent Cubs media like us, and subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto. We can't do it without you. Thank you. And enjoy this version that is ad-supported of Cubs Pod. Hello and welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network. It's your daily dose of digestible Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, and I'm here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on Tax Day, April 15th, 2023. The Cubs went to L.A. to face the Dodgers, and they took the opener of the series 8-2. It was awesome. It was unexpected. Well, not unexpected. We'll get into why, because uh, Justin Steele was on the mound. It was absolutely ridiculously awesome except for a couple of solo shots he gave up um but we all hung out in the sun ranto rancher discord at patreon perk if you're not a patreon member you should be because we had a great time last night uh watching the game all together uh kind of like chopping it up with each other we had a couple of special guests come in uh chris bryant's old coach was there and uh we, we were talking to him a little bit about some inside knowledge that maybe he had so it just if you're not coming to the the game watches in the Discord, um, you're missing a good time. And if you're not a Patreon member, it's only a dollar for God's sakes. So um, yeah, Cubs they improved to seven and five uh, with this W. Justin Steele was absolutely awesome. Um, his numbers on the night: seven innings pitched, eight strikeouts, only one walk, and only one other hit besides the two home runs he gave up. Those were the that's the two in the Cubs' 8-2 to two win. Meanwhile, Jan Gomes matched the entire Dodgers team and hit two by himself. Um, yeah, the power show was on. The fireworks were blasting at Dodger Stadium off the Cubs' bats. So, yeah, Gomes hit two. 
Ian Happ hit one. Say Suzuki went back to back with him, who's back on the team, by the way. So he announced his uh, return with a big home run and also a couple nice catches. And maybe they aren't nice catches, but like those little blue pits that have been falling in in right field, they did not fall in. Say Suzuki, an actual outfielder, um, he he caught them. And anyway, it's nice to see him back. Uh, Bellinger almost made it back to back to back. He <laughs> set one to the warning track pretty much. And uh, Patrick Wisdom hit the other one. Speaking of Bellinger, he did uh, double in this game and walked as well. So hopefully he's coming back. It was his return to Dodger Stadium. They did a little bit of uh, pomp and circumstance for him, welcoming him, him back. Um so, and I did mention Patrick Wisdom hit the home run, I think. But uh, this was all off of this guy, uh, Andre Jackson, the Dodger pitcher. He was left out there to wear this one, gave up five runs. Four of them were those were homers. And uh, my theory is, is because his hair, he had quite the head of hair. It was uh, quite long and quite wide. And so I'm thinking... And we said this in the uh, in in the uh, game watch last night. Batter's eye hair, just the perfect backdrop to hit against. Um, sure, that's not true, he, but he he has been giving up runs. I looked uh, Andre Jackson up, and it hasn't been great for him since he started. Young pitcher, and uh, Dodgers Dodgers do not look like the Dodgers of old. At least not last night they didn't. Um, but in reality, the game was actually kind of tight most of the game until the eighth inning uh, when it was three to two at that point, the Dodgers had, you know, kind of scraped back with the, with a run in the seventh, but then the Cubs blew it all wide open. And um, at the end of this game off of poor Andre Jackson and his batter's eye haircut. So um, the big heroes of the night, obviously Steele pitched his ass off Gomes with the two home runs. That's obviously awesome because uh, don't think Wilson Contreras still has a home run, but our catcher's rake. He was three for four and shockingly stole a base. So I guess Jan Gomes is eight for eight. I saw that on Twitter. I had to look that up to confirm that. Um, yeah, he's been playing since 2012, okay? He's got eight stolen bases in that time and no caught stealings. And they asked him, um, well, how can you be eight for eight as a slow-footed catcher? And he says, you just have to pick the right time to go. And his discerning, I mean, can you imagine only eight times in your entire long career that you're like, I could do this. <laughs> so he picked his moment and he stole off Syndergaard. I thought that was pretty funny. We had a good laugh about that in the game chat last night. But uh, yeah, what a game for him with two home runs and a stolen base and, uh, and another hit too. Um, so uh, what else happened in this game? The bad news, uh, Swanson, 0 for 5. Uh, Rios went 0 for 4 out of the <clears throat> DH spot. And um, Hap had a nice game, 4 for 4 with a walk and a ground rule double, which actually scored the Cubs' first run, which was Gomes, who had stolen second. So there was uh, agency to it. And the second run was scored on a Hosmer ground out. So yeah, this was a tight game before the, the gloves came off at the end. So it was kind of – we had a lot of fun and um, – Man, I, I just can't stress enough how it, you should come hang out with us in the game chat. So, uh, Boxberger and Rucker finished this one off. Each one had a strikeout. Uh, Say Suzuki was back, which I already mentioned. The game was only two hours and 20 minutes. And then it was over, which 
I guess home runs don't take a lot of that, a lot of time to hit. But it was kind of funny because we all hung out for three hours anyway. Game started at night. We were still there till after midnight talking because that's kind of our natural body rhythm of how long a game should be. But what are you going to do? Pitch clock, 220. So the next game, it's actually Jackie Robinson Day today, which is kind of cool to be playing the Dodgers, who Jackie played for, on Jackie Robinson Day. And they are giving away a Dodgers Jackie Robinson jersey. So if you're going to this game, uh, go get one of those. So uh, I don't know if it's for everybody. It just says one promotion available. Um, Yeah, I know the Cubs only give out 10,000, but this does not specify uh, how many of these they're giving out. So... Very cool, very cool giveaway, Jackie Robinson jersey. I think that's the only Dodger jersey. I probably wouldn't wear it, but I would own it, maybe give it away to a Dodger fan, but I would be happy to get it, you know. Very cool. And uh, this one's going to feature Jamison Tyone versus Michael Grove. If you've been watching these games, Jamison Tyone has not been great to start his Cubs career. He's got a 7 ERA, which is seven runs and nine innings pitched. <laughs> so that's about as direct of a 70 ERA as you can get. Cubs lost both games he pitched in. He did have seven strikeouts last time he pitched. And everybody said that he pitched well, even though the results were bad. And maybe that's true because the FIP this year is 204. So we're hoping that this kind of regulates at some point. Tough to regulate at Dodger Stadium on the road, but... We shall see. Um, as far as the guys that have faced him and what they've done, Jason Hayward kind of owns him. I don't know if he's going to get the start. They don't throw him out there too much, but um, he's 8 for 20 with a double. So if they're thinking about it, tonight might be the night because Jay Hay loves it. And um, also J.D. Martinez and David Peralta have doubles off of – oh, have homers off of him. And um, overall, 856 OPS from the Dodgers in 70 total plate appearances. So they like the Jameson. So that does not bode well for this evening and the Chicago Cubs. But the Cubs are facing somebody they've never faced before. Not a single batter. He's uh, Michael Grove, and he's a 6'3 righty from Wheeling, West Virginia, which is the start of a Billy Joel song. But he is also a kind of a crappy pitcher. I mean, he's 2-14 and lifetime in the minors over three years with a 584 ERA. So I don't know how that gets you the call up as a righty, but it does. He's got a four-seam fastball, uh, 94 miles per hour, slider at 85, got a slow curve, got a sinker that he doesn't throw much and a change he doesn't throw much. And he's given up 12 runs in 7.1 innings, nine against the Diamondbacks the last time he went out there. This game's at 9 p.m., and uh, we'll have a shank list in the Discord. Not a game watch tonight. I'll be actually out and about. It's closing night for Joan and the Fire at Trapdoor Theater. If you wanted to see it, you missed it. You can see the next one. But, uh, yeah, heck of a lot of fun uh, last night in the Discord. If you're not a Patreon supporter, become one and come hang out with us on that page for our game watches, for our post-game chats, our post-show chats. Really just all day that we spend over there. It's it's like a, a fun little page for Cub fan love. Anyhow, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. 
And hopefully the Cubs can get the second win of this series, which would be an absolute coup. I don't think, I don't remember the last time the Cubs went to Dodger Stadium and, well, I'm not going to say sweep, but even one, two, or three. I'm going to have to look that up, but it's been a while. It's a tough place to play. That crowd is loud, but the Dodgers, you're catching them early and you're catching them um, injured. They're not the same team right now that we've seen over the past couple of years. In fact, I've never even heard of Michael Grove. I never heard of the pitcher with his batter's eye hair either. Um, Andre Jackson. So, anyhow, it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's keep it going. Vibes are there. The W's are coming. Michael will get you tomorrow. Spagal. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But Super Ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. April 16th, 2023. Welcome to Cubs Pod, your daily dose of Cubs content from the Bleacher Bunch Productions and the Fan First Network. Game two in LA with an emphasis on the L, unfortunately. The Cubs dropped a close one, two to one. This was a good old fashioned pitcher's duel out at Chavez Ravine. Uh, Tyone versus Michael Grove. Tyone had a 7 ERA. Grove's was double that. So, we really did not expect these two pitchers to put on a show like they did last night. Tyone shut down the Dodgers, uh, only giving up two hits on the night. 
and two walks. He had seven strikeouts, but that was it. He looked masterful throwing 85 pitches to get through five. On the other side, Michael Grove went 5.2 innings. Uh, He also only gave up two hits and two walks and had six strikeouts. Unfortunately for him, one of those hits was a Patrick Wisdom Wisdong to straightaway center in the fifth inning. The Cubs bullpen got one inning out of Al Leiter Jr. and two out of Keegan Thompson, in which they made that one run hold up. Unfortunately for the Cubs, their closer? I don't know. Is Fulmer the closer? He seems to be getting that opportunity quite a bit. And I'm not really sure why, but uh, Fulmer did not close it out last night. He hasn't been really bad this year, but at the same time, he hasn't been really good. He kind of goes up and down, so it's a little scary when he takes the mound and we only have a one-run lead. He got two outs, but that was it. He gave up three hits, which led to two earned runs. Suzuki tried to gun down the second run at the plate, but little too late, and the Dodgers walk it off. It didn't necessarily have to be that way. Uh, In the eighth inning, we had bases loaded, Tucker Barnhart singled, Horner walked, and Swanson walked. Unfortunately, uh, Ian Happ and Seiya Suzuki struck out uh, back-to-back to end the inning and end the threat to put on some insurance runs. And that did come back to haunt the Cubs in that last inning. Some things to note from this game, uh, unfortunately on the bad side, Dansby Swanson, not good in L.A. He has gone over his last nine plate appearances, including seven strikeouts. Uh, his only time on base has been one walk for these last two games. So basically, since he had that four-hit game, but then removed himself from the game in against Seattle... And his wife has had that terrible knee injury. Uh, He's struggling. Now, it's only two games. Not a big deal. But, I don't know. Makes you worry a little bit. I really hope he gets back on track soon. uh, Because I have absolutely loved the Dansby Swanson we've had. Another interesting side story to this game was that uh, we got to see Jason Hayward again. Uh, He made himself known in a number of ways early in this game by making a pretty impressive catch off of uh, Nico Horner's shot out to center field on the first pitch of the game, which really would have been a double had Hayward not gotten to it. In the second inning, Bellinger got to show off a little bit too against Hayward, who hit what would have been a home run, except for Belly went up and over the wall to bring that thing back. Dodgers fans booed Bellinger for that great catch, which I absolutely love. Come on, people. That's exactly what should have happened. That is actually showing the guy respect. Because as a hometown fan, you cannot cheer it. So boo it. He feels it. He knows it. I think it was great. Hayward went 0 for 3 with a walk in this game. Bellinger went 1 for 3 also with a walk. Early in the season, I guess you could say that the Cubs have won this, except for the fact that they are paying both players. 
but Bellinger is hitting slightly better. Uh, he's had you know more than double the at bats. Hayward gets used less often. I don't know. I uh, I wish the best for Hayward, and hopefully he continues to have a good season. But I absolutely loved that Bellinger took that home run away from him. Because, hey, he's a Dodger. Today, the Cubs and Dodgers will kick it off at 3.10 p.m. Chicago Standard Time. The matchup will be uh, Drew Smiley versus Julio Urias. Uh, Smiley's coming off of a good game. The last time we saw him, remember the uh, tons of knuckle curves. We'll see if that continues to work for him. Uh, A number of the Dodgers have seen him. Mookie Betts has seen him the most. Uh, 28 at-bats against Smiley. And he's hitting 357 versus Smiley. And he has two home runs. So that's not great. David Peralta, Austin Barnes, Will Smith, Max Muncy all have home runs. So let's hope he can just keep it in the yard during this game. On the flip side, Eric Hosmer is the only Cub who has seen Julio Urias a number of times. He's got 10 at-bats against him, and he does have one home run, which is good because somebody is going to have to score against this guy. And that does not happen a lot. He has actually finished one, two, three seasons with a sub three ERA and he's only gone over four one year and uh, it looks like he didn't pitch much that year so probably got hurt. He currently has a 1.50 ERA over 18 innings in three games. If you are in LA and you plan to go to this game and you are also a child, uh, you can get the opportunity to run the bases out there in Chavez Ravine Dodger Stadium which is fun for little kids and uh, tiring for us adults, which is why they don't let us do it because they don't want to have people like passing out and falling over and having to get medical treatment out there. Now, since it is Sunday and it's the start of a new week, let's take a real quick trip around the rest of the league and see where everyone's at. The Rays are, of course, in first place in the AL East because they won 13 straight to start the season. But, Uh, They're playing Toronto this weekend, and Toronto has beaten them two times now. If the Blue Jays can complete the sweep, they'll only be two games back. Yankees are in third, Baltimore in fourth, and the Red Sox are bringing up the rear with a 7-8 record. In the AL Central, we have Minnesota up top, Cleveland in second place. The Chicago White Sox have a 6-9 record. Nice. Detroit, 5-9. and nine. They have won their last three, though. And Kansas City is 4-11, and 11, still looking like a last-place team. In the AL West, the Texas Rangers are in first place with an 8-6 and six record. Angels are in second, sitting at 500. And then you have uh, the Astros in Seattle, both sitting at 7-8. and eight. And then Oakland bringing up the rear, 3-12. and 12. Atlanta leads the NL East. Uh, The Mets are second, Miami third, Philadelphia fourth, Washington in fifth place, as we kind of expect. 
In the National League West, the Dodgers have jumped into a tie for first place after beating the Cubs last night. Arizona is a surprise 8-7 and seven and also in first place. Um, it's not a surprise that they're one game over 500. It's just a surprise that that's first place in this division. San Diego is in third, 8-8, eight and eight, 500 team. San Francisco is in fourth. Colorado is in fifth. We will finish here with the National League Central. The Brewers, unfortunately, sitting at the top. But only one game ahead of the surprising Pittsburgh Pirates. The Cubs in third place ahead of the Reds, who are currently six and eight, which means that St. Louis, fifth place at six and nine. Nice. Half game behind not being the worst team in this division. Couldn't have happened to a better group of people. Remember to join us on Discord today. The Shank List is open to everyone who wants to jump in there, so tell your friends. The rest of the Discord is for Super Ranters only. Hope to see you there, and until then, keep rounding those bases. I am out at home. Spugog! Amazon.com, do you buy lots of stuff? Why not support the Sunranto show by shopping through sunranto.com slash All you gotta do is fill your cart at Amazon with lots of stuff. Then before you check out with all of that wonderful stuff, head on over to sunranto.com slash and click any of our Amazon links before you buy your Check out like you normally would with all that beautiful stuff. And the Sun Ranto Show will get a small kickback because of the stuff you bought. And you'll be helping in the Sun Ranto Show by all the stuff. We need to stay on the air talking about the cups and other stuff. Plus, you could win a monthly prize if some of your stuff. is chosen for Amazon. If you win, we'll send you more sunranto.com slash That address again is sunranto.com slash Welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network. It's your daily dose of digestible Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, and I'm here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on Monday, April 17th, 2023. The Cubs just took two of three from the Dodgers in Los Angeles and won their third series in a row against some teams that aren't too shabby. They beat the Dodgers three to two. Yesterday, and they out hit him eleven to eight. And what can you say? I, I don't remember the last time the Cubs 
won a series in Los Angeles, except maybe 2016, in the playoffs. The Dodgers started the scoring first in this one. Chris Taylor, he homered off a Drew Smiley in the third. Cubs fought back, though, with one in the fifth and two in the sixth. Uh, The first uh, run was scored when uh, our D.H., Torrens, had a little infield single with uh, two outs that scored Bellinger. So at first I was like, was that a a swinging butt because there was only one out? No, there were two outs. He did not mean to do that. He meant to get a hit. It worked out. Uh, Urias, the pitcher, quite a pitcher. He had a great day, too. He didn't give up a lot to the Cubs. He's one of the best pitchers in the major leagues. But he made a throw from his butt that sailed. And they couldn't get Torrens, a running catcher, uh, but it was a tough play. There's no way you were going to get him. Bellinger scored on that. He had reached on an error, then stole second and moved over on a Gomes ground out. So that's how they really manufactured that run. This was not Urias getting hit around at all. And then uh, Wisdom and Bellinger go back to back. That's Wisdom's third Home, uh, third game in a row of having a home run. Uh, and the Cubs went back to back on Friday as well. Very cool stuff. The Cubs found their power stroke in Los Angeles. Wisdom, incredibly impressive with what he's doing right now with this ball club because he's hitting over 250 as well. So not only is he leading your team in home runs, but he has a respectable batting average, not to mention. I well, not to mention the defense. I was going to say um, why why he doesn't get all the starts over there at third base right now. I don't know. So that was a big test for the Cubs, and they passed it. They beat Urias. They figured out a way to do it, and very cool stuff. Also in this game, uh, Swanson uh, offensively anyway. Swanson went three for five, but it didn't matter because he had zero runs and zero RBI. And Horner with two more hits. Uh, batting 333 out of the leadoff spot right now. You love to see that. And uh, Wisdom had another hit besides that homer, so uh, that's what keeps that batting average up. He almost seemed happier slapping five with the first base coach, um, Napoli. Almost seemed happier about the base hit than he did about the home run. I know that that's not possibly true, but it just seemed that way. Just super psyched to be on first base because he's hitting for average. Uh, Let's talk about the pitching. Smiley was really good for his second start in a row. He did throw a lot of curveballs, made it work for him, and he only got three strikeouts this time, where I think last time he had seven. I don't have that in front of me right now, but he had quite a few more than he had today, but only gave up one run on the four hits. Um, So really, really great stuff from Smiley. Glad to see. Now he's had two bad ones, two good ones. Um, Alzali came out in this one. You would like to see Smiley go a little bit longer. I'll just add that to what I was just going to say about him. Only went to 5.2. Alzali came up. Wasn't great. One run on two hits he gave up, and also two walks. Two strikeouts, too. Um, He gave up a run when uh, Suzuki couldn't find the ball. So that's just kind of a a brutal way to give up that run. Suzuki should have caught it, but he lost it in the sun. So you can't call it an error, but you can call it um, a run on Alzali. Isn't that a shame? That I I think Alzali got charged 
with the run of because that's that's unfair. That should be an unearned run in my estimation. If it's if you're gonna call what should have been a routine pop fly not an error, you should be able to call that not an earned run because it should have been an error. If that makes any sense, because it, it that does make sense. Poor Alzali. Now his freaking ERA goes up. Then he got a, a lazy fly ball that Suzuki couldn't see. Anyway, after all that, Leiter Jr. had to come in, and Leiter was a fighter. He had two strikeouts, and he did give up one one hit, but one of those strikeouts came with the bases loaded. And uh, he came Max Muncy on a swing. So uh, we'll get to why I pointed out that it was on a swing in, in a second, but... Uh, then Fulmer came out, really bounced back from giving up, from blowing the save yesterday. Boxberger struck out the side, all looking, and on a few bad calls. But we'll take it. Uh, it was pointed out to me that uh, possibly if the catcher was different, <clears throat> Wilson Contreras, that we don't get those calls. Very cool stuff. Very cool stuff from the Cubs. Two or three. I'm I'm happy. Like I was not expecting this to go well. It went well. This is one of those under promise over deliver situations. Very cool stuff. Well, now the Cubs are going to travel up to Ring Central Coliseum in Oakland, which is a uh, phone company I've never heard of. And at this point, considering that Ring Central Coliseum is uh, infested with possums. You'd kind of think that they might want to reconsider the money they pay for their naming rights to the Oakland Coliseum. But it has not gone well for Oakland. Uh, uh, in fact, it's the only thing the only person is going well for is the possum. Oakland is 3-13 and 13 on the year. They have given up twice as many runs as they've allowed. They've got the worst attendance in the MLB. They're averaging one win a week. They won opening day and then basically won once a week since then. The last win they had was against the Orioles on Wednesday. That snapped a six-game losing streak. Uh, they just got swept by the Mets. They uh, The Mets won 3-2 to two after tying it up in the, in the ninth and then winning in extras. So that's heartbreaking when you don't win much and then you lose a game that you were winning in the ninth. That's got to make you feel pretty awful. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's your A's. It's sad up there, but they do have uh, a raker. I'm going to give you some rakes, flakes, throws, and blows on this team. Uh, left fielder Brent Rooker. He has hit four home runs this week. He's batting 400 this week. He's a 28 year old left fielder. He bounced around with Minnesota, Kansas City, and the Padres last couple of years. Kind of reminds me um, of the story of like Patrick Wisdom. Kind of reminded me of that. So uh, their flaker, whew, Kevin Smith. Not only does he make droll movies that could be sometimes considered a little dull, if not profound, he can't play third base. Or at least he can't hit while he's playing third base because he's two for 18 with 10 Ks this week. Uh, Your thrower, well, I'm going to give it to their backup catcher. Because Carlos Perez, their catcher, 
He gave up two hits and a walk in his .2 innings of work this week, but no runs, which is more than I could say for the rest of their bullpen. The blower is the .1 innings of that inning that catcher Carlos Perez pitched in. Hogan Harris got one out uh, in his .1 inning of work, but he also gave up five walks, one hit, one hit by pitch, and six runs. So, catcher Carlos Perez, thank God for him. Otherwise, Hogan Harris might still be out there walking guys, hitting guys, and giving up runs. No surprise to anybody that the offense of this A's team is way worse than the offense of uh, pretty much everybody else. They've got the fourth worst OPS. Cubs have the ninth best. And uh, that's actually uh, hard to do when you have the 11th most home runs in the league, which is the same as the Cubs. At least it was this morning when I looked up. It might not be now. But either way, they've hit just as many home runs about as the Cubs, yet you have the fourth worst OPS. So figure out that weird stat. Um, the Cubs, they have the fourth fewest strikeouts out of their offense in the major leagues. Great to see. Totally different makeup of a team uh, from what we've seen in the past. The A's have the 10th most. They do strike out. The Cubs have the fifth most stolen bases. The A's has the, have the eighth most stolen bases. And the Cubs have scored uh, 73 runs to the A's 61. Sorry, doing the math in my head there. Um, the A's have a terrible bullpen, 6-11 ERA. Cubs have a 432, although that's a little bit better. After today's showing in uh, L.A., the Cubs bullpen has actually the fourth fewest innings on the young season, and that was interesting to me because last year we had the most. The A's have given up twice the amount of home runs as the Cubs bullpen has, and they've also given up the most walks. Cubs fourth fewest. That's also something we haven't done in a while. The Cubs have the ninth most strikeouts in the major in the majors out of the bullpen, which is a little bit of a surprise considering we don't have real strike out stuff. And the A's have the fifth fewest. So basically they stink. And we are not too shabby. Glad to report that defensively the Cubs finally have a 700 dur. We haven't seen that in a while. The de- defensive efficiency ratio is above league average. Um, Oakland's right there at league average, 688 defensively. The A's, however, are tied with the second most errors in the league. The Cubs have slightly more errors than the rest of the major leagues. Um, But, man, I tweeted this out today or yesterday. The catchers have allowed, the Cubs catchers, have only allowed two stolen bases and caught three. That's 60% of the runners uh, best in MLB. But really, what the, the most important aspect of this stat is they're not even trying. They are not trying to steal on Cubs pitchers. On Gomes and Barnhart, they are not trying to run. That is huge in controlling the running game, is if they just are too scared to run. The A's have only thrown out 13% to the Cubs 60%, which is way, 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 way at the bottom of the league. But there are worse teams at controlling the running game, including the Los Angeles Dodgers, who we face today and took two or three. So it's possible 
that the Cubs were built for these new rules and might take advantage of things um, that the other teams aren't capable of doing yet because they're big, slow, lumbering idiots. Okay, that was a little harsh. The next game is going to be a hopefully a bounce back for Hayden Wisniewski playing in front of tens of fans in the Ring Central Coliseum. It's got a 7.58 ERA. It has not gone well for Hayden thus far. Very sad about it because he's one of my favorites. Love the slider. Um, just figuring some stuff out, hopefully. But he's going up against the lefty, Kyle Muller. So that's two lefties in a row for the Cubs. So don't think we'll see much of Eric Hosmer. That's not such a bad thing. But he's got a 5.52 ERA. Uh, if you haven't heard of Kyle Muller, he was on Atlanta the last two years. So he did get a ring. A couple years ago, only had 63.2 innings in the big leagues, 15 games pitched, 523 lifetime ERA. The most notable thing about him is that he is six foot seven. You'll notice that when you're looking up at him. So uh, the last time he went out there, it was not good. That's quite a bit of his high 523 ERA. He gave up six runs against Baltimore and only lasted 4.1 innings pitched. And um, there's only one Cub that's actually faced him in the batter's box. And it's Marcus Stroman, who has only one at bat, but he has a hit. Pitchers who rake. Gotta love it. Hayden Wisniewski is going out there. Hopefully he can bounce back with a good start. Uh, He hasn't had one this year yet. He gave up seven runs. Only two earned, though, the last time he went out there in a game that the Cubs came back and won against the Seattle Mariners. One of the most exciting games I've ever witnessed in person. Um, came back in the third inning with an eight spot. Very cool stuff. Bailed out Wisniewski. He definitely would have taken the loss in that one. Um, yeah, Wisniewski not great last time. Four walks, even though two two of the runs were only earned. Still, seven, seven. The A's. Have never faced Hayden Wisniewski, so I got no batter against Hayden. Uh, stats for you, it's going to be cold, really, in all three of these games. Um, high 50s in Oakland, low 40s for uh, the night games, and that's going to be Monday and Tuesday. Low 60s and sunny, though, for the day game Wednesday. That's probably doable. So I would imagine even if you were an A's fan and you still liked going to the games, that you might not like going to these ones. But I would imagine some Cub fans are going to show up to these as well. Then in uh, just a little preview of who's what, who's coming up after that, you have Marcus Stroman versus Ken Waldachuk and Justin Steele versus James Caprillian. So I've heard of James Caprillian. I've not heard of Ken Waldachuk. I am certain that after tomorrow's game, Michael Cotton will tell you all about it in the next Cubs pod. That's pretty much all there is to it. Uh, Cubs beat a good team handily. Uh, not handily. Although, I think if you could pull out a tight game, that's most more impressive than just having like a blowout accidental game against uh, a guy early in the season. Like they were playing intensely and they beat the Dodgers fair and square. Um, they could have swept, but they didn't. But 
man, you know, the Dodgers are probably looking at all these close games thinking like, how are we not being, beating the Cubs in one-run games? We have the better team. And they do on paper, but not this weekend. They didn't. And hopefully the Cubs have the better team than the A's do. And my bets would be that the Cubs get swept. No, I'm kidding. Uh, my bet is that the Cubs can at least take two or three here. Um, they shouldn't give Oakland a win, but I will say they are due for one. Um, my feeling on it is that if they are going to get a win, it will be tomorrow night and the Cubs will take the last two. So hopefully that doesn't happen, but wh- whatever happens, we'll tell you all about it right here on Cubs Pod. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Spook hog.